0: I might have forgot
1: I think you did
2: Hey everybody!
0: I want to welcome you all to this edition. This is Monday, everybody, of Bible News Radio,
2: and that is Van Don't
0: you love her? Oh my
2: gosh! All right. So hey, thanks for coming in. Glad
0: you guys are here. And you know what, Randall? I'm still. This is my phone is still. It's like turned backwards or something. <laughs> I'm trying to see the comments, but they're like like this I don't know anyway we will figure this out eventually one of these days but anyway in the meantime I want to say thank you for coming in welcome from the Netherlands nice to see you there Uh, Purple Queen and Joel and Rick Costa Jesus did it Mia Uh, I can't see everybody else sorry there's Melanie Megan and there's other people I know you're all there (laughs) But, you know, I am at that age where I need glasses. In fact, the funny part is that um, <clears throat> me and my middle-aged girlfriends are all close to 50. In fact, I have to tell you, most of my girlfriends are 50, almost. 50. Five, zero. I'm not quite there. I'm I'm going to be 49 this year, but what's so funny? Oh, Brittany, that's right. Hi. And Andrea, they're, you're there too. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> but so it's kind of like here I am going like like, okay, it's blurry. It's not blurry, it's blurry, it's not blurry (laughs) It's kind of funny actually, but anyway So welcome everybody, glad you're here I have a wonderful guest today Oh my gosh you guys, those of you who are new Like relatively, like in the last year or so or whatever May or may not have seen my guests that I have today And there's Pastor Pedro, Pastor Pete, nice to see you I love... My guest today. I love her. Oh, man. I wish I could give her a big hug. I can't, though. Not yet. One of these days. By the way, I should also tell you, if any of you want to fly me out to Ohio somewhere for a speaking gig, let me know, because there's lots of people I love in Ohio, like this person that's going to be on our show today, and or I can also do a Skype in or Zoom in for a meeting. Just let me know, okay, because I would love to do that. But anyway, I should. Thank everybody in the whole world, especially God for letting me do this. Cause I love doing this. This is totally my job this morning. I was at pickleball and I was playing and everything. I played really good. And, um, and then I had to leave and everybody's like, why are you going? I'm like, I gotta work. And they're like, what work? And I'm like, yeah, work. And everybody's like, Oh, I hate my work. I'm like, I love my work. <laughs> I love it. Cause I get to, I, I totally get to talk to great people. I got to talk about Jesus all the time in the gospel and the word of God. It's so cool. I get to see people's lives transformed because Jesus does that. Just so you know, Jesus did it. He does transform lives and he changed my heart, my life. And that's the best news ever. Just so you know, I don't care that the beloved little predators lost last night. Did you guys see that game, by the way? (laughs) Let's not talk about it. I told Randall. I said, you know what? In order to conform to being a Tennessean, I will wear the the uh, the victory T shirt of the Nashville Predators when they win the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Fortunately, I don't look good in yellow. And in a way, I'm really happy that they lost. I'm not. I'm not happy that they lost. But like now, the funny part is that you know I don't have to wear yellow. Just so you know, don't hate me. All right, let's thank our sponsors, and then we're going to get into uh, talking to Anita. Maybe she has a thought about last night's awesome game between the penguins and the predators. Ariel Ministries is a ministry that seeks to evangelize the Jewish people, and let them know that Yeshua is their Messiah, and also disciple Gentile believers Like We have a really awesome deal with them that if you go to their bookstore, anywhere on their website, you can save 20% when you use the coupon code Bible News. And we're actually asking you if you enjoy our evening study in the book of Yeshua, Life of the Messiah from a Messianic Jewish Perspective, Volume 3 of that book is now out. And I'm going to tell you, I sat through a 20-tape series of Dr. Fruchtenbaum giving... The Life of the Messiah from a Messianic Jewish Perspective, and it's way easier, you guys, to read the books. <laughs> so get Volumes 1, 2, and 3 while you're at it, you know. And there's also the Harmony of the Gospels we've already talked about, um, and there's a ton of other stuff, too. He's got Israelology, the Missing Link in Systematic Theology. He's got In the Footsteps of the Messiah, which is a comprehensive uh, book on the book of Revelation and all the different views on end times Bible prophecy totally good stuff, totally need it in your library. So go to Ariel.org and use the coupon code Bible News. Also, we want to thank my friend uh, Dr. Gordon James Klingenschmidt, who is going to be our guest at the end of the month, by the way, I should tell you. He served in, in uh, the House of Representatives, and he is the host of PIJN News and the founder of PrayInJesusName.org. You guys sign up for his email there and get his Insider intelligence alerts—get them for free—and then also go to Fax Congress. After you do this, go to FaxCongress.com and tell Congress how you feel, because they need to know. Trust me, they need to know. In fact, we're working—we're working on getting a former Senator Tom Coburn, who was the senator in Oklahoma. We're working on getting him on our show. He has a brand new book out, and if you don't know who he is, he's a Republican senator that actually actually decided to not become a lifetime politician and actually step out of public service as a rep in order to go back into the private sector because he believes, like the founders did, that, you know what, we shouldn't have the same people over and over again ruling in our country. So, just so you know. All right. So, and, oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Randall, I totally almost forgot. Okay, how many of you are aware that we have a new program? It's our Pillars of the Community This is our monthly membership program. Uh, Randall and I are seeking to get a whole bunch of people to become pillars of the community. And basically what we're asking is you you commit to donating $25 a month or more to our show. And then what we do is we we gratefully pray to the Lord and say, thank you so much for the pillars of the community for donating to us. And we also throw you into a Facebook group where I actually provide a ton of great stuff. I think even more... better even than my daily disciples group. So if you can commit to that or more, or if, you know, look, seriously, if you can't commit to 25, but you, you know, you're on a budget and you want to commit to 10, that's cool. Just help us out. That's what we need. Uh, so go to com forward slash give and do that. Just let me know. When you give, say, hey, I'm now a pillar and we'll go ahead and put you in the Facebook group. All right. Totally appreciate it.
1: Okay. What well, about Facebook group? What's what's the advantage of that Facebook group?
0: Well, the advantage of the Facebook group is that, actually, that's a good question, Bareface. Thank you. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, I put a lot of stuff in there. Like um, I put in a lot of interviews with our guests. I put in some really, I mean, sometimes the stuff, the interviews I do on here are not as good as the ones I do behind the scenes. But we provide a lot of behind the scenes content. Um, also, like I posted in there this morning, upcoming um <clears throat> upcoming uh movie about Steve McQueen. Do you guys know who he is? Pastor Pete does because he's older and wiser, right, Pastor Pete? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I have an opportunity to interview evangelist Pastor Um hey Nioli. Uh Greg Laurie. Uh Greg Laurie helped produce this new fo- this new film about uh Steve McQueen, who is a uh, an old guy. I well mean, he's dead now, but you know, anyway. But anyway, I put that inside the pillars of the community. I put in an interview that Dr. Jennifer Fee did with me last week. I actually spoke in the grad psych program over at Vanguard University. She zoomed me in to be a, a speaker and to share about the about overcoming trauma and stuff like that. Because you guys know, in case you don't know, I do have a master's degree in clinical psychology. And I have practiced marriage and family therapy for quite a while and Vanguard was, the, was the, the graduate school I went to. <clears throat> so I have that whole hour interview that Jennifer did with me in there as well, as well as behind the scenes stuff from Tommy Norman and, uh, and others. So, you know, there's just a lot of stuff in there. You get, and, and you get me and Randall Moore. And we're also setting up uh, a monthly meetup in Zoom just for our pillars of the community. So uh, there's, you know, just so you know that's all it it's all in there and any of the pillars that are in here half of my half of my top 10 super fans are pillars so you can ask any of them and they'll vouch for us just so you know right you guys right (laughs) anyway all right did i do good bare face
1: you did well all right good answer
0: good okay all right so let's get to our quote of the day uh which is our evangelism quote of the day and this this is very cool because this is uh from 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5 and this is actually one of the very first verses in the book that we're going to be discussing today from my guest. Okay, so for 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5 says, "But you, yeah, you. It doesn't say the yeah you part, but I'm emphasizing that. Be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry." To which I say amen and amen and amen. Amen. And, um, and so my guest today actually calls herself an evangelist, just so you know. Actually, she is. She's wonderful. She's a, this is a, Anita McCaney, She rocks, just so you know. She is, first and foremost, a disciple of Jesus Christ, uh, and she is a mentor to women. Uh, she's the founder of Wife Style Image Network, and she's discipled thousands of married and single women through uh, her book, another book that she wrote. I think it's called the Titus 10. She's a certified marriage mentor. She offers individual biblical coaching with the unique perspective of a registered nurse. In fact, she has a master's degree in nursing. She's a wife, a mom. She's a Bible study leader. And she's awesome. And I'm so happy to have her back on our show because she rocks. And really, I could just shut up and let her take over because I'm telling you, this woman is anointed. She has a brand new book out called Anointed devotions and so it is with my pleasure and joy again anita that i have you back on our show thank you for coming in and i'm so happy to have you back
3: thank you so much stacy and randall i'm so happy to be here back at bible news radio it's one of my favorite radio shows
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i you know i appreciate it and you know you and me met when we were part of the perry sisters in christ community and which i don't even know what happened to that but I wear my t-shirt all the time at pickleball. And they're like, what's that? I'm like, well, just sisters in Christ, you know, doing that. Um, but you are an amazing Bible teacher. I mean, the Lord has an, I, I mean, to use the word anointed, you really actually, I think you are. I mean, I sit and I listen to you, like I listened to you this morning a little bit and I'm like, uh you know, and you're like asking a question. And I'm like, I think I know the answer. <laughs> By the way, I was right in my mind. i I was just scared. I didn't type it in. I was like, Am I getting the wrong answer? <laughs> I got yeah, the right answer. Yeah, the
3: teacher me definitely comes out during <laughs> Anointed Devotions time on Periscope.
0: <laughs> it does. It does. Well, anyway, give everybody, you know, we got a lot of new people that I don't think have, know who you are. And first of oh. all, you're on Periscope, right? Yes, um, I yeah, am. She's on Periscope.
3: There's Anita McCaney.
0: Yeah. So if you can, you, if you're on your phone, go ahead and put up your name. And all of you guys in there, all my regular Perry peeps that have not followed Anita yet, you need to because she rocks i mean she rocks so bad in a good way (laughs) so
3: i will do that it's just a blessing because uh paracryl was still kind of new and i was just like this is an evangelistic tool we can tell the world about jesus and i got mad excited about it so
0: i know it's crazy it really is i mean it's totally crazy so we'll give you a minute to do that um i'm coming i know randall's like look at the camera Hey, everybody. Okay, so there she is. Anita McCaney just joined, as you guys all see. So go over there, and in a minute, she'll go ahead and put up some emojis or whatever. And all you guys in here, I'm telling you, you follow her. In fact, Rick, she needs to be a part of the Jesus Did It group, in my opinion, you know, to network with some of us other Christian broadcasters, because we need her to get more followers. Because I'm telling you, this sister can handle the word of God accurately, passionately, convictingly. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so I don't, did you put anything up
3: yet? I did. I'll put up something else. I put up a few emojis there. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, put up a whole bunch. Okay. Yeah, if you don't mind. Then we'll get a couple people following you. Okay, good. Andrea, or Andrea, rather, sorry. Yeah, see how my 50-year-old almost eyes are like going squinting here or whatever. Okay. Yeah. There you go, glory to God, there you go, and megan, good <laughs> Megan, you're gonna love Anita, oh my gosh megan you you will love her. The second one was right, okay, Andrea, gotcha, <laughs> I do my best, I try to remember, all right, so everybody else, um, that's it, so okay, so we do that, and then uh, uh um, once you do that, we'll go ahead and continue with the interview here, yeah. Thank you, Bareface. All right. You all ready? I'm talking to you, Anita. I am. Oh, I, I, yes, I'm ready.
2: (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. So,
0: all right. Well, so thanks for doing that. And then of course, anytime during the show, everybody, you can go ahead and click on uh, the icon or whatever and figure it out. Okay. So, all right. So go ahead and give us a little bit of your background, like more than what I just said, because there's way more. And, and plus your testimony about how you met your husband and all that is classic. So, if you want, you can give a like a little thumbnail sketch on about how that happened.
3: Sure, I'd love to. It's always a blessing to share the testimony of your life because that's when people know that like God is real and and that you actually can, you know, look at your life and say God did that, like you said. So yeah, I'm from Ohio and um, I have a great family. My wonderful husband, Maurice, and we have two boys that are 10 and 11. And uh, basically, the way my husband and I met was kind of unique. Well, it was when we met. (laughs) We actually met online, and I was in college. I went to Malone University. It was Malone College at the time, but it's Malone University now, and that's in Canton, Ohio. And so I had a friend that just dared me to go online and let's fool around and go to one of these, like, hookup sites, whatever, to meet some great Christian guys. And that's exactly what happened. And I wasn't you know, looking for a husband or anything like that. But that's what I found online. And next thing you know, we started talking and things got intense and he wanted to come and visit me. And I was freaking out because I didn't think that that was something that, that God was in, you know what I mean? Like, you just feel like you're trying too hard, you know, but I was at that point, literally trying to finish my nursing degree and on my way to the mercy ships, I wanted to do like missionary stuff and go out and, and just, do whatever God wanted me to do with a single person. You know, when you finally get to that content place and and you're not one of those singles that's just like, I gotta have a man. And then God brings you your husband. That's exactly what happened. And the rest is history. We got married, we had kids and I went to work as a nurse and the Lord had me working in med surge and in telemetry. I've worked in dialysis, I've done home care, um, lots of different nursing background. And so after like 10 years of that, I ended up going into teaching, so now I teach nursing at Fortis College, and I love it, and I, it was in this teaching position that I realized that, like, maybe, just maybe, I might be a teacher, (laughs) and so I was realizing that I've been kind of instructing and teaching women the Bible and doing all these sorts of things, and yeah, maybe I'm a teacher in nursing and a teacher of the Bible, and that that is why I I have been called an evangelist and things like that and I'm like okay well that's like what all of us should be doing so I claim that title proudly and I'm just happy that God would choose to use me
0: <laughs> I know well, hey I think it's great and and it's clear I mean it's very clear that you are a gifted teacher that's one of the gifts the Lord gave you and I I think it's awesome which you know, when when I found out that you were doing this book, Anointed Devotions, um, you actually on Periscope, that's what you call your your scope. You actually call it Anointed Devotions. And, and next thing you know, like you're, you're saying you have a book, you know, and all that. And so tell everybody about the birth of this book and, and basically how you came came about doing it, because um, I think it's totally cool. Totally cool.
3: Yeah, well, most people who have been Christians for a little bit of time realize that God has called us to the Great Commission. And as I was reading the word of God and studying for myself, I realized that I wasn't doing everything that I could to tell everybody about Jesus every day. And I asked God specifically, I said, how in the world am I supposed to go to the nations and tell everybody and get the word out and spread the good news that Mandisa is talking about to the world, you know? And so the Lord put in my heart to go on Periscope and to find, you know, this other audience that I hadn't really been very involved with. To go online is kind of scary and put your face out there, put your voice out there and all that. But I said, you know what, this is my sacrifice for the kingdom of God. I've spoken in front of people before. It's, it's not that far out of my comfort zone. And so I first started doing um, Periscope, I think it's been about two and a half to three years now which is crazy to think about. But yeah, I started just sharing my devotional time. Like I would wake up early, spend some time in the Word of God, and then I would literally go online on Periscope and tell everybody what I just studied. And so it just kind of grew some, and I noticed that some people were regular. And and so I had already written my first book, The Titus 10. And so you know, I would, you know, mention to people every now and then that I taught that class. And then one day as I was doing the anointed devotions, I was like, you know what? This stuff is going to go to waste. Like all the things that I've been teaching, all the things that we've been sharing. And I was like, that's just a shame, you know? And, and the Lord was like, yeah, that's why I want you to write a book. And I was like, what? I already wrote a book. Like, I thought that we were done. <laughs> but the Lord had other plans. And I literally took a lot of the devotions that I had been doing on the Periscope and converted them to a devotional book, and then that way people are able to not only just do any typical devotion, but now they're able to actually learn how to study the Word of God themselves, because this isn't like your typical devotional. This is actually built on like the soap method, where you have to write out the scripture, do observations of the scripture, how you apply it to your life, and then you pray and ask God to help you to live out what you just read, and so it's a different kind of study whereby it's more um, involved and it holds you more accountable.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay. And so you said the SOAP method. Okay. So let's go through that. So the S stands for what again?
3: The S stands for scripture. So you need to know where you're reading in the word of God. And I like to tell people to, you know, as you're looking at the scripture, slow down because we'll read a scripture, you know, the scripture that you just put up, for instance. And we'll zoom through it and we really don't get much out of it, you know, mm-hmm. but when you actually take the time to write out the scripture, certain things will pop out in that scripture that you may have never noticed, even though you read it 10 times.
0: Yeah, you, you know, it's it's pretty cool because that's actually what I've gotten back into. So people do what I do. Okay, I'm writing out notes for you. Scripture. So scripture is the first thing. So that's S. Mm-hmm.
3: All right. O is is observation, observation. I really love, this is my favorite part. I like any kind of research and that is the teacher in me, but let's observe that scripture that you just wrote. Where's the who, what, when, where, how, why is it in the old Testament? Is it in the new Testament? Is it something um, that a person wrote? Who was that person? You know, on the timeline of history, where does that verse stand? And so all of those things are observing the text. You might even want to read the verse above and below that text, it, put it in context correctly.
0: Very good. Okay. And then the A
3: stands for? The A is for application. So all of the word is applicable for us. All of the word of God has something to say to us, even as mundane as you think it is. You might be over and I don't know, Second Kings or something, or Chronicles, that's even better, or Numbers, and you're just like, what in the world would that have to do with me? This is a prayer where we stop, and we ask God to open up the Word of God to us, like, God, what does this scripture mean for me today? You know, one time I was studying the scripture, and I was just studying about Adam and Eve. My goodness, I've read in Genesis so many times, and I've read that so many times, and just talking about like, you know, how Eve took the fruit that was forbidden. And I didn't take the time to really observe the scripture more. And I started relating fruit to the fruit of the spirit. And I said, well, she took a fruit that wasn't of the spirit versus the fruit in the New Testament that talks about the fruit of the spirit, your love and joy and peace. And I just never made that connection before. And I was like, God, how genius of you to take an old Testament thing and bring it to the new Testament in a way that I can apply it to my life right now. Right. Right. So yeah, it's powerful.
0: It, it is. And what's funny is that it's, it cracks me up how obvious so much of this stuff is when you actually take the time to just observe it very (laughs) much. Okay. And the P stands for what? Prayer prayer prayer
3: prayer prayer because we know that we don't have power within ourselves at all to apply these things to our lives okay so I want the fruit of the spirit but I have to ask the spirit to help me develop that and grow that in my life I can't just assume that because I read the bible it's going to start working in my life I have to receive it and I have to take the proper response and sometimes that's repentance God forgive me for not you know being patient because that's a fruit of the spirit, God help me to in this specific area of my life, you know help me be more patient with my husband, God give me grace concern, being patient at work with my coworkers, all of those types of things,
0: yeah, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> all right so so you use the soap method, which I like because you know it like mm-hmm. cleans up, you know you use soap to get clean so. right. So scripture, observation, application, and prayer. I'm going to hold it up one more time. So those of you who don't know this method yet, you'll get to know it. And then, of course, it's in your book, Anointed Devotions, which Mm -hmm. I know you have behind you. So I'd love for you to show people that cover because I love the cover. I have to ask you. Who did that cover? Did you design that or somebody else? That's an awesome.
3: Makita Rodriguez actually designed this cover for me. That's an awesome cover. And this is a book and it's actually like, it has flowers kind of around it. Um, and it's a picture of a person who's broken and kind of like these flowers ooze out this oil. And so that's literally a picture of what you want your life to be. Like God take. Take what I am and break me down and remold me, reshape me into what you want me to be. And it's that breaking of us, that it's that, you know, um, really just God moving in our lives in such a way that we become fragrant to the rest of the world. It's not about me, but it's about Christ. As John says, no more I, but Christ that lives within me, you know? And so, the tagline of the book is time with god that's unhurried unrushed and deeply personal because when you use the method of soap method you have to slow down you can't rush through the word of god anymore and you literally have to take your time through the word of god and so you can't just take the whole new testament and just you know hash through it you have to literally take piece by piece just like you were eating a meal amen
0: i know oh my gosh well, you tell her that I love that cover, and when I get my book out, because I'm I'm writing a book uh, too, and it's on boldness and uh, and and different people in Scripture who are bold and the model that we we can get there. I definitely mm-hmm. want to have her do my cover based on that cover. I'm just just serious. I don't wow. I don't know how much it would cost me, but I'm willing to pay something for sure.
3: Yeah, this is actually um, the cover for the ebook, and the other I'm getting actually um, the same concept cover. Colors are going to be a little different, but it's coming, and I'm so excited to share that one as well. So there's actually two different covers for the book. So there's an online ebook version that has this cover, and then there's another um, printed version that has a different color, but it's the same thing. The crushed flowers, the the anointing oil spilling out. I just I loved it. That's kind of the concept I had in my mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I loved it too. That's, I mean, cause you know what people always say you can't judge a book by its cover. And that's, that's technically true. I've, I've read some books that have the covers, but honestly, you know, if the cover isn't good, you know, sometimes you just don't want it because it looks ugly, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> And but it, it fits you so well. And, and not only that, but the content that you provide, um, the value mm-hmm. that you offer as, a woman in leadership and a godly woman who actually knows how to handle God's word accurately. Um, yeah. It's worth it. So I, everybody want you to go buy Anita's book. She's not paying me to tell you this. I'm telling you, go get it. Cause this woman is a woman of the word. Uh, she handles God's word accurately. She's got training. She's wise. Oh my gosh. She's so wise uh, beyond her years, I think. And um, the Bible says, Anita, just so you know, <laughs> In Proverbs 27, 2, let another man praise you and not your own lips, a stranger and not your own mouth. So there you go. You have to deal with that. But um, (laughs) anyway, so tell us. um, Okay, so go to Amazon, people. That's what I'm telling you right now. Just go there. Go there and, uh, and get the book. So is there anything you'd like to highlight in the book or would you like to talk about actually what you're doing now? Because you're doing a Fruit of the Spirit series during your Periscope broadcast, which I think is outstanding. I mean, a couple of days ago you were talking about, um, you know, not, I'm trying to remember <laughs> my aging brain. Uh, you were you know, you were talking about like just doing things right. And, and otherwise God's going to bust you. Do you, you remember which one I'm talking about that one? Probably goodness.
3: Probably goodness. That was
0: it. Yeah. Talk about that. Cause Oh my gosh, that was so good.
3: Yeah. Well, just as an overview, um, what we've been talking about on Periscope during the anointed devotions time Um, which is usually sometime between like 8 and 9 a.m. on my Periscope. Um, We've been going through the fruit of spirit. Um, Every month is a different fruit. That's how slowly we're going through this one passage in Galatians. Started with love in January, then we did joy in February, et cetera, et cetera. So now we're on goodness. And I kind of started off by telling the people that were watching that, you know, everybody thinks they're good in their own eyes. Everybody thinks that they are the stuff. When really the Bible calls our best day, like as a filthy rag, we're never going to be good enough. Compare your life to God's holiness and you fall short every single time. And so, you know, you know, you talk about being a good wife. You talk about being a good mom, talk about being a good this and that and the other, but that's your measurement. That's your ruler. It's not God's ruler. If you hold up your life and all of your titles and all of your degrees and all of your stuff and compare it to God's holiness, You will fall short every time. So what's the point if we can't do it? So when you get to that soap part and you get to the application for the fruit of the spirit, how do we apply this? How is it even applicable? The spirit of goodness, you know, the fruit of goodness. And so what the Lord began showing me is that this is a fruit of the spirit, which means that if you don't have the spirit of God working and active and living in your life, if you don't allow him to be active in your life, then you cannot cultivate this fruit. You can't be something that God is asking you to be without his help. And so if God lives in us, then he's the only one who empowers us to do the things that we just can't do. We just can't do it, not even on our best day. So what you call good is not good enough, but we can be even better than we could ever imagine if we allow God himself to manifest themselves through our lives, when we go make those big decisions and we say, God, should I build a house or should I get an apartment? Where should I live? You know, just something like that, just regular day-to-day stuff, not something deep, but just day-to-day. And you say, well, God, I think it would be good for me to, to, for me to get this house. And God says, eh, that would be good but what I have for you is great. <laughs> what I have for you is better. The Bible says that God will do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that we ask or think according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So what we think is good is, is sometimes good, but it's not as good as what God wants to give us. And so because we don't seek his you know, advice, we don't go into the word and we don't go into that prayer, that last step in the soap, we don't know what's next. Okay, so you can know the Bible, but if you don't ask God what he wants you to do with what you've just learned, you might be missing something. It might be good, but it won't be the best.
0: Amen. Amen and amen. All right. Hey, everybody, if you just came in, I know a couple of you did. I think I saw Dee Emanuel come in um, and Vicky. Hi, Vicki. Um, thank you guys for coming in. Uh, our guest today is Anita McCaney. She is the author, a speaker. Uh, she is a nurse. Uh, she's a, a, a professor. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's the. Are you? You're the founder of Wifestyle Image Network, um, and and she's my friend here. I love her. Just so you know, you. <laughs> I just you guys ever notice that all my guests I love. I just, just, say, I just love you. I love you all. Uh, but I really I love her gifts. You know, because the gift of teaching is a serious gift. It's it's not a gift to be taken lightly, and there's a lot of people that mishandle God's word, and Anita's not one of those. She handles God's word accurately and passionately, and I, I have so much respect for her, and um, I think I've already told you that already today, but, but it's true, just so you know. All right, so I want to find out from people in the chat room if you guys have any questions for Anita, because, you know, I I mean, I don't want to be selfish and ask her all the questions that I have, but if you guys have any, I saw Don just came in, too. Um, Yeah, and Randall, do you have any questions? I mean, you're not on the screen, but, you know, you can ask Anita a question, too, as a guy.
1: All right, let me um, see if I can, well, you go on while I uh, (laughs) set up the shot. So okay. I can get Bare myself face. and Anita needle on at the same time.
0: Bareface is going to set up the shot. He's framing it. Oh. Just so you know. All right. Um, okay. So one of the one of the other questions I have for you is, um, are you a Bible journaler? You know, I'm just curious about that. This is just because this seems to be a huge trend right now going on. Uh, not only is it it's a it's, there's an, a huge industry of it, but there's You know, I see a lot of people coloring Bibles and, and like planners and, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm just curious, you know, if you are, because you look like. That's a great
3: question. I actually am a Bible journaler and I think I was a Bible journaler before it was popular to be a Bible journaler. I want to say that I have at least 12 filled Mm -hmm. journals of just my daily time with the Lord. And I go back over them and like, wow, I wrote that in the year, you know, 2010 and 2009. And it's just amazing the things I could see the changes in how I've grown in the word of God and how I process things differently. I'll have prayers written out. Um, I write in my favorite Bible, (laughs) like all the time. And, you know, one thing I think is helpful is that you can interact with the word of God in so many different ways. Um, You can pray the scripture you can take the scripture and, you know, draw pictures if it helps you to understand. I'm, I'm not a big fan of drawing over the words of the Bible. I've seen some of those pictures on Instagram. I'm like, you can't even read it anymore. I'm not a fan of that. But I am a fan of visualization of the Bible. And so I will have charts and graphs and I like to compare one version to another. And, and I'll write sometimes out a scripture or something and visually I can see it better especially when the Bible talks about like different colors and things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know what color that is, you know? Um, So it's very interesting to interact with the word of God in a different way. It keeps your Bible study fresh. It makes it more exciting for you because as you and I both know, like some people get tired of reading the Bible. They're just like, okay, I read that already. And it's like, you kind of need a new, fresh way. And I ask God to open my eyes to the word of God in a different way. And he'll do that. And sometimes I'll find myself making up a song, or a mm-hmm. jingle or a poem about the Bible. Um, I'll teach it. I have to be also creative because I'm the few boys. And so they're 10 and 11. They're not going to, you know, just sit there and want to hear a run on of, you know, songs of Solomon. They're gonna be like, ew,
2: what's that about?
3: <laughs> you know, it's just, I have to think of creative ways to present the word of God. And I figure if they can get it, then adults can get it too. So sometimes I've I've done things on Periscope, like I had a a big bowl of water, and I talked about being immersed in the word of god and and what a difference that makes to mm-hmm. you know to you know just dip in versus being a sponge and soak it up any way you can. You know, I'm a fan of all kinds of commentaries, dictionaries. I like to hear other preachers expound on the Word of God because that's where as a church, God gives you one perspective. He might give me a different perspective and give Randall a totally different perspective, but when we come together, we can kind of say, wow, God showed me this and showed you that and showed you that. I mean, as long as we're rightfully dividing the word of God, I say, that's awesome. And I love to journal the Bible. Amen.
0: And and just in defense of those people who have those Bibles that, you know, they color over the words, Most of the people I know, that's their Bible where they just color over the words. It's not their their (laughs) main Bible. I mean, I have one uh, right here. Right here. It's called the Inspire Bible. You guys have probably seen this, but uh this is one that actually comes with the the thing here. I know you've seen this before, but it has like stuff on the side there and and that but there are other people that do that, so anyway, very cool so Howie sorry, you're not here. you're having a hard time, buddy. <laughs> Glad you're here though um okay, Randall, did you want to ask her anything otherwise i I have other questions I can ask
1: Sure, I think that uh something that would be helpful for our audience is. Whoops, let's um, that's me, yeah, just
0: so you know it's not him, see, no, I'm not. his wife
1: people, see um hold on, <laughs> hold on, I'm working here,
0: all right, do you want me to wait or can I ask
1: another question? Why't you, yeah. okay,
0: so one of my other questions is, and I don't know if I've actually ever asked you this, Anita, were you raised in a Christian home? I can't even remember, and then the other question I have is who are some of your your influences your Your Bible teachers that you really like.
3: Oh, Okay, okay. Well, um, yes, I was raised in a Christian home. Both of my parents are firm believers in Jesus Christ, and I was one of those chicks that had to go to church, had to go to church every Sunday, every Sunday night. We were there on Wednesday night. We were there on Saturday for rehearsal. We went to every service, and I remember bringing my homework and sitting in the back of the church. I remember uh, falling asleep in church so many times. We went to all the conferences, and everything, and the pastor was preaching someplace else, we'd go there, and so yeah, I was definitely a church kid, but I tell you what, I was a church kid who didn't know Christ for myself, because then when I finally got free, and I went away to college, I just cut all the way up, and became who I was on the inside, but what I didn't reflect on the outside, and so I'm, I'm telling you that God really got a hold of my heart during those college years, And I realized that my love for Jesus was just a surface thing. And so, yeah, I've definitely come to know and love Christ much more deeply by him pulling me away from the church, if I can say that, Mm -hmm. Um, and away from church people so that I could develop a relationship. And so I totally love the church and I could see why my parents wanted to be there 24-7 and we totally were. (laughs) Um, As far as my favorite Bible teachers, well, there's quite a few. Um, I can tell you, actually, I'm by my bookshelf here. I just got the new um, John MacArthur um, De- Drawing Near Devotional Bible, and I really like him. I really enjoy listening to um, Nancy Lee DeMoss. She's an incredible Bible teacher um, with Revive Our Hearts, um, very influential, um, and has been for years and years. Um, I really love Precept Ministries, everything Precepts. Is amazing. Kay Author is amazing. Um, I just like to keep um, older women who are in the Word around me. And so Nancy Lee DeMoss and Kay Author are fabulous. I love John MacArthur as a preacher. I love um, Dr. Tony Evans. Um, he's incredible. Definitely um, a pastor who rightfully divides the Word of God. And I love my pastor. <laughs> he's an incredible man of God. And I'm so thankful and grateful that God has, um, you know, given me the the coverings that he has. And um, it's just amazing that you can be a student and a teacher of the Bible. And that's the way it should be. You should be teaching other people what you know, and you should also just keep learning because you don't reach that plateau and then you can start teaching people. I say, hey, if you know that John 316, you ought to tell somebody. (laughs) Amen.
0: You know that's what i should be and you mentioned Nancy, and i got this book recently
3: me too yeah i, I know you did
0: it. i know you yeah, have this book and i also have like the shepherd
3: by her husband another oh, good book i didn't know yeah.
0: that oh that yeah. okay yeah because she hasn't been married long but yeah don't you love the picture inside here it's like the the one with her with bonnet bright
3: they're so amazing yes
0: did i ever tell you i had to meet bonnet no i did i was i got a picture mm-hmm. with me with her it was probably probably about um i don't know in 2009 or something i went to nrb and she was there and i was like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. nobody was Mm -hmm. she was at this table those of you who don't know who vonette bright is let me tell you she's the wife of bill bright who founded Campus crusade for christ many years ago (laughs) and the four spiritual laws that became very popular evangelistic tool she's Mm -hmm. the wife okay anyway but so she was at the table and there was nobody else there and I'm like going, Oh my gosh, that's Fonette Bright and so I walked up to her, and I said, Hi you know, and I'm considerably younger obviously and she's like, Hi, honey and I'm like, Hi this is so cool to get to meet you and <laughs> and uh and anyway she had a pen. I don't know why this is so this it so impacted me, but she had a pen, uh just a regular pen they had designed for this uh conference and it was one that had a scroll inside of it, so you pull it out, and it had the Word of God on it, and she wow. gave me one, and and, uh, and all that was very cool, and then I know she's with the Lord now, but but I was so happy that I actually got to meet her before she went home to be with God permanently, so very cool.
3: That's funny you mentioned that, because Campus Crusade for Christ was one of those ministries that really pulled me back in closer to Christ, and because I was a nursing major, I got involved with Nurses Christian Fellowship, which is a part of Campus Crusade for Christ. So it was very influential and very helpful to me as I was kind of learning who I was away from home and away from my home church. And so it was incredible. Like, that's such a blessing that you got to meet her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. Cool. I didn't even know that they
0: had a nurse. Well, I'm not a nurse, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that, but <laughs> all right. Do you have, okay, you ready? You ready, Bareface?
1: I'm so ready.
0: Okay, Bareface is ready, everybody. Bareface and Anita.
1: Hey, I think that worked that time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, though I know the background of this uh, when we've had you on before, but I think it would be helpful for our audience uh, when I've had you so on the screen. So it gives the uh, URL for Facebook group, Wife Style Image Network. First, I think that's just an awesome name. Uh, In fact, you know, the the fact that it, you know, abbreviation is when. You know, do end. But if you would tell tell our audience what that's about, what is the wife style image network?
3: Absolutely, I'm ecstatic that you asked that question. Well, wife style image network was once again birthed in my quiet time. A lot of things that you see publicly were very quiet and happened um, with my quiet time with Jesus. And then, like the Lord brought people into my life that helped to make that more established. So Wifestyle Image Network um, was birthed in my quiet time. And I, once again, was asking God how to apply, you know, um, certain scriptures in my life and especially Titus 2, 3 through 5. And it's like, well, these older women should be teaching the younger women and all these types of things. And I'm not an old woman, so that doesn't apply to me. And God says, that's not true. You have experience. You've been married for over 10 years. You have your mom, you're a nurse, you can teach just like you teach the nursing students, you could be teaching other women. And so Wife Challenge Network is for women to network. (laughs) It's for them to realize that we are the bride of Christ. And it's not, you know, just a bunch of old ladies and it's not just a bunch of young girls. It's a bunch of women who are mentoring and being mentored and growing into the likeness of Christ and helping each other along the way. I mean, this uh, network is, is mentoring people from, um, how to sew buttons on to how do I read my Bible. I mean, we can just talk about all of these things in context of the word of God and help each other as the Bible instructs us to do. And so what the network is, is basically based on discipleship, mentorship, and ambassadorship. Discipleship for people who don't know Christ. I mean, you can come into the group and be mentored and learn a few new things, but the basis is discipleship. Um, We want to bring people in that are new Christians, old Christians, somewhere in between, and encourage them to make disciples. That's the hardcore bottom line of Y Summage Network is to make disciples. Our tagline is winning souls, winning marriages. And so winning souls is the priority. Winning marriages is our second priority, because God should be first, our spouse should be second. And so as we're winning souls and we're trying to teach people how to disciple other people. um, And we put them in groups where it can say, why don't you practice making disciples? Why don't you invite some friends and have them come in and learn how to make disciples? And then the other part is mentorship. So we're mentoring other people as they're growing in their relationship with Christ. And we're cheering each other on. um, As um, some people have gone on radio interviews, some people have started writing a book or they've started a new ministry and they just need some, you know, prayer assistance. They want somebody to come in and, and help them. Or maybe they're a new mom and they're just like, need somebody to talk to at 2 a.m. in the morning because their kid is up. <laughs> you know, and so it's a it's a friendship and a mentoring in that way for, for wives and for women. I've even had women who had like health problems. And because I'm a nurse, I've been able to mentor them regarding health. We have health coaches in Wife Wellness Network, people who are, who are all about exercise and getting healthy. So it's, Spans the range of a lot of different things that women can be mentored on, discipled on. And then we have the ambassadorship, which is basically women who have several groups of women that they work with, and they have a group of women that they are discipling on a regular basis, and they're actually sending them out to disciple other women. There
0: you go. I don't know if you want to get back on, Randall.
1: Well, sure. Uh, Just a great answer. Thanks for sharing that. And it just warms my heart to hear that again and again, because somewhere along the line, in modern Christendom, we've uh, got the idea that the Great Commission is to go out and make converts, you know, Mm. uh, and that's right, exactly. And you're a woman of the word, you know that uh, when Jesus said go into all the world, that go is in the aorist sense, it's assumed, I think a better English translation would say having gone or since you have gone, I know that you're going to go make disciples. That's the verb that's the imperative is to make disciples. And I think I wouldn't say it's a disservice, but sometimes if we just get somebody to pray that center's prayer and say, you know, God bless you. Goodbye. uh, You know, kind of set them up for a little bit of trouble. And the idea is to to make disciples. And so anyway, I just think it's great that that's exactly what the lifestyle image network is doing. And, uh, yeah, and we actually try
3: to track how many disciples we've made in a year, like how many people have grown from here to here in a year, how many people have discipled someone else, you know, um, discipleship starts with the Word of God, like, let's take you to the Word of God, let's get you planted in a church, you know, and uh, it's, it's so much more intentional disciple making is than convert making is, as you were saying, and that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, Anointed Devotions, because let's go through a specific method and teach you how to learn the word of God for yourself and I've used this same analogy over and over like okay you can feed somebody you know the word of God over and over and over and that's all well and good but when are they going to grow up and learn how to feed themselves and better yet when are they going to teach somebody else how to feed themselves that's discipleship versus church going versus convert making like let's eat and learn how to, you know, break the word of God and apply the word of God to our own lives. And then let's teach other people how to do what we know how to do now and send them out. Cause that's the thing. Like that's what people are afraid to do. They're afraid to let their groups go and to develop and to multiply, you know? And so we figure that church is us or no more, you know, (laughs) nobody gets in, nobody gets out. And that's just not the way Jesus developed the church. You're exactly right. And
0: see, that's why I love you so much. Because, you know, God called you to it, you're doing it. And, um, and and I apologize, I haven't been much a part of it. You've invited me to be a part of it. I need to really be a part of it. I mean, I've been married almost 25 years. Now, you're frozen.
3: That's wonderful. Yeah,
0: next uh, in, in August, being barefaced, 25 years. We're a couple years older than you. That's why. <laughs>
2: Just a couple. <laughs> Yeah, just, just,
0: just a couple. But you know, here's the here's the other thing too. I think, um, I think unfortunately, um, I I not to I'm not meaning this to sound in a a negative way about the the traditional church, but you know, I think a lot of times people put too much pressure on a pastor to be all things to all people, and to put into place all the programs and you know and all this other stuff. In the church, and you know, by and large, the church—a lot of it—is apostate. So, I mean, it's it's entertainment, it's pablum, it's not really doing what you're doing. And I think that's why God calls people. That's why He has called people like you to do what you're doing, and given you this venue, and He's given people like me this venue, and a lot of the other periscopers who are uh, in the Word every day. He's given them, you know, that platform in order to go out, cast out a line there with a hook. And kind of reel them in a little bit, you know, and then go, OK, now we're going to clean you off here, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and work in relationships. And I guess that's that's one of the things that I want you to touch on, just like um, I'm sure that people have relationship difficulties and it's often hard to deal with these things in a church because people will go to church with their masks on. And they don't want anybody to know that they're having a hard time. But, in your thing it's more intimate, and people can actually share, yeah, I'm having problems with my husband i'm having you know problems raising my kid and uh, you know or whatever can you can you address that
3: sure that's that's exactly right. Um, I think in the church, more people are beginning to understand discipleship better than the, in the past, and so that's why you see the growth of more growth groups and groups like that where people are making allowing there to be small groups of intimate fellowship. And I mean, Jesus had a whopping 12 guys that right. he worked with. And these guys were able to turn the world upside down. So when we joined some megachurch with 4,000 members, it's like, you can't touch each and every one of those people. I'm not saying megachurches are bad or wrong. It's just that that's the reason why we have to have discipleship, real discipleship. It's something that every member of the body of Christ Responsibility—it's you and me. It's it's the person sitting next to you in church. Like we ought to be discipling people and not just you know we we work our pastors to the bone. You know they do so much and praise God for them. They're fabulous, but God they're doing what God told them to do. Right. When are we the rest of us going to do what God's told us to do? And that is kind of where Wise Image Network steps in. It's like well especially for women. In Titus too, the directive is clear. (laughs) Women, you should teach some women, (laughs) you know? Um, And it's funny that it's written, you know, in Titus, who was a student, right, of Paul. And so he's teaching him and writing these letters and saying, you should do this. And I have the care of the churches. But while I'm doing this, I want you to disciple these people. And while I'm doing this, I want you to go out. And, you know, the the, the disciples said many times, you know, we can't wait on all these tables. We, we have to spread it out. Um, while we're, you know, spreading the word and we're church planting, I want you to grow the church. I want you to grow the, grow the infrastructure of the body of Christ because you can plant churches all day. You can, you know, ask people to receive Christ all day, but if they don't mature to the point where they can disciple other people, then we do them a disservice.
0: That's so true. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but for some reason you're you're, you're frozen. <laughs> So do Uh-oh. me, a, yeah, do me a favor, Anita. Turn your camera on and then and then yeah, off, off right and on. then turn it back on. Maybe that will. There you go. You're back again. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Now, now you're moving again. Okay, that's good. I'm
3: unfrozen. Okay.
0: Yeah, now you're unfrozen, but yeah, you know, and that's and that's the thing, and and um, I just I just think it's great. I just I really do, and I know we got all, about three minutes or so left. Uh, so you you also. Touch on really fast your prayer calls, because I know you actually do those a lot, too. And I think that that's awesome.
3: Well, yeah, um, the 12th of every single month is our day of prayer and fasting. And what we do is we introduce people to fasting who haven't really done it. It's something that Jesus said, when when I'm not with you, you're going to fast. And people wonder, like, why, why is fasting important? And why would I do that and not eat? Are you crazy? <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the 12th of every month, we introduce to some and um, share with others our time of prayer and fasting. And so we gather all the prayer requests from all the different groups and say, we're going to pray together. We're going to come together and pray over these different things. And we talk about prayer. We talk about fasting. And we hone in sometimes on specific things. Like sometimes the theme is marriage. Um, this theme this time is, is fruitfulness. Like, how do we develop fruitfulness? that's the series from Anointed Devotions, we kind of talk about, like, let's pray together about this. So on the 12th of every month is our day of prayer and fasting. And we usually fast from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we have different people at different levels of fasting. And so we'll have some people who will fast the whole time and and not eat and we'll have people that fast and do a juice fast or they may just do you know liquids or or whatever but we kind of teach them about this spiritual discipline and we encourage them to really do some introspective work and and seek God for themselves and ask God for specific things and the testimony from these days of prayer and fasting are incredible. I mean, I could go on and on. People who were having physical ailments in their body, people who were literally on the verge of divorce, whose husbands had walked out, came back in. I mean, just so many things. And like the Bible says, there's power when more than one are praying together. And uh, we've seen that happen. It's just awesome to see that work and to just Show people that God the answers prayer. There's so much power in it. And, you know, that's another thing that I really emphasize in the Anointed Promotions book is prayer. If you skip that step in the soap method, then you're missing a lot. So we really encourage the women to pray, through their problems, and speak out first instead of speaking other things first. Make sure go to them.
0: All right, everybody, Anita McKinney. The book is Anointed Devotions. Go to Amazon.com and get it, and we see you tomorrow. Glad you guys liked the interview, too. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, bye.